Saturday, 26th of August, 2023. And when the city clerk had quieted the crowd, he said, Men of Ephesus, what man is there who does not know that the city of the Ephesians is temple guardian of the great goddess Diana and of the image which fell down from Zeus? Acts 19 verse 35. A more literal reading, even if a bit clunky, would be, And having calmed the crowd, the recorder says, Men, Ephesians, why? For is there a man who knows not the Ephesian city is being temple sweeper of the great Artemis and the Zeus fallen? C.G. In the previous verse, the people were in an uproar for about two hours, shouting, Great! The Artemis of Ephesians! Now, in response to the ruckus, it next says, And having calmed the crowd, the recorder says. Note the use of the present tense, says. Luke draws the reader directly into the events as if they are occurring right now. With such tumult, it would take a particularly noted person to calm the people. The person now introduced is such a soul. The Greek reads grammateos. It is the same word translated elsewhere as scribe. This is most especially found in the Synoptic Gospels, but it is also seen once in John, a few times in Acts, and once in 1 Corinthians 1.20. This person probably held a permanent office instead of the annual offices of the Asiarchs. Plus, he would be a local resident and known to the people, hence he would be the one with the true power. His words would have more weight than the temporary positions he served. The excitement of Demetrius is contrasted with how calm this person is. In calming the people, he says, Men, Ephesians. He is appealing to their identity to make a point about what is going on. From there he makes what he assumes is a logical appeal to their senses as Ephesians, saying, Why, for is there a man who knows not? It is a rhetorical question. The answer would be obvious to anyone if he just thought it through. In fact, his words demonstrate that the matter should be universally known and understood that the Ephesian city is being temple sweeper. The recorder's use of a present participle indicates that this is the case, and it continues to be the case. Ephesians is the neo-koros, or temple sweeper, of Artemis. The word comes from naos, temple, and koreo, to sweep. It is found only here in the New Testament. Vincent's word studies says, quote, This title originally applied to the lowest menials of the temple became a title of honour, and was eagerly appropriated by the most famous cities. Alexander says, The city of Ephesus is a sacristan of the great goddess Artemis. End quote. The thought is similar to the words of Psalm 84. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Psalm 84 verse 10 To be a Levite doorkeeper may not be as important as the priestly offerer of incense or the sacrifices, but it was of greater honour than any other position in all of Israel due to the proximity to God 
and the personal offering connected with the service of his temple. This is how a temple sweeper would feel in the presence of the great Artemis and the Zeus fallen. This is the last time that Artemis will be seen in scripture. As for the words, the Zeus fallen, they come from a single word, diopetes, which in turn is from dios, Zeus, and pipto, to fall. It is also a word found only here in scripture. It would have been immediately understood and accepted by those hearing his words. The point of what he says is that there may have been a challenge to the authority of Artemis, but she would prevail because she has fallen with Zeus. What challenge could stand against her? It is a similar thought to what occurs in Judges 6. And when the men of the city arose early in the morning, there was the altar of Baal, torn down, and the wooden image that was beside it was cut down, and the second bull was being offered on the altar which had been built. So they said to one another, Who has done this thing? And when they had inquired and asked, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, has done this thing. Then the men of the city said to Joash, Bring out your son, that he may die, because he has torn down the altar of Baal, and because he has cut down the wooden image that was beside it. But Joash said to all who stood against him, Would you plead for Baal? Would you save him? Let the one who would plead for him be put to death by mourning. If he is a god, let him plead for himself, because his altar has been torn down. Therefore on that day he called him Jerub Baal, saying, Let Baal plead against him, because he has torn down his altar. Judges 6.28-32 If Baal is God, let him prove it, and stand on his own merits. And if the God Paul proclaims is God, let him stand on his own merits. As for the words of the recorder, the temple would eventually fall into disuse. Artemis has proven to be no goddess at all. On the other hand, the name of Jesus Christ and the proclamation of the gospel continue two millennia later. Life application. Quite often Christians get riled up when people do various things against the faith. One artist took a crucifix and submerged it in urine. To antagonize Christians, some people will tear up a Bible in public. Others will burn the Bible, stamp on it, etc. These and other things are obviously wrong in the eyes of believers, just as the crowd at Ephesus felt that an attack against their supposed goddess was wrong. But in the end, if one god is pitted against another, even if it is the true god, why should believers be upset? Can't God handle and judge the actions of his creatures? Muslims get hugely bent out of shape at supposed blasphemies against their god Allah. They even take offence at pictures being drawn of Muhammad. But can't Allah stand on his own? When attacks come against the god of the Bible, when blasphemies are hurled out against Jesus, or when someone speaks against the Holy Spirit or the Bible, why should we get all riled up? God can and will contend for his name. In the end, those who fail to come to Jesus will be judged and removed from God's presence. Our job is to provide the necessary warnings 
and to explain the grace that is found in Jesus Christ. Don't get in the tizzy over those who come against such things. We should be more upset at those within the church who fail to uphold the name of Jesus that they claim to bear. That is where our focus should be. Lord God, your word tells us that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. If you are God, then it shall come to pass. Our job is to get that name out so that those who are willing will do so now. Those who are unwilling now will do so on that great day of judgment that lies ahead. Thank you that we have the sure and absolute guarantee that we belong to you through faith in Jesus. Hallelujah to his great name. Amen.